0: back inside the secret Gibby headquarters for another edition of Gibby's football podcast lawn overdue that we do an episode of Gibby's football podcast put it on the shelf a lot was happening some may have been following lawn on social media whether it be you know doing some different forms of hockey whether it be the OGHL or the OHL now with the Kingston Frontenacs or work related stuff when it comes to reporting or the wrestling stuff things started to get a little bit crazy. And so had to put this project up on the shelf for a bit, but I figured now is the time to bring it back for at least one night only. We'll see what happens in the future. Uh, but, you know, if there's ever a time for the podcast to come back, this would be the time with everything going on in the NFL with the coaching situation, the coaching carousel, if you will, and, of course, the NFL playoffs coming up, which I'm really excited to break it down. And joining me, a longtime guest co-host on the show, my favorite Patriots fan, I will say that right now, mainly because I don't know other Patriots fans, but he's also a great guy. <laughs> I love this dude, and I'm glad that he's able to hop on onto the podcast with me. It's, of course, it is a friend of yours, yours and mine, It is uh, Mike Sarkeesian. Mike, uh, great to talk with you, buddy. I love the aesthetic you're going with for people that may be listening in. You got a nice little red light in the back. You got your Montreal Expos hat on. And, of course, you got your New England Patriots jersey on, your Rob Gronkowski jersey. I love it, man. How are you doing? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. It's been a while yeah it has been a <laughs> while hasn't it it's been uh, a long time i mean we've been chatting over chat uh, on instagram and other uh ven- venues or whatever whether it be football related stuff over text but i believe this is the first time from like a voice or video perspective that we've done something like this uh, since probably last year in 2023 around that something, fall time so something
1: like that yeah i think you even said it before we got on week four
0: yeah it's been a while something like that <laughs> yeah it's it's been quite the while and uh, yeah, but man. but I really do appreciate you taking uh, the time out of your day I know you're a busy man as well and uh, but I know I've always said whenever you come on but I know your football knowledge I know what you bring to the table and uh, I I know that uh, the discussion here is gonna be plentiful because another reason why I brought you on is because of one of the biggest stories uh, taking place possibly in NFL history. Is it is it fair to say we'll we'll, we'll discuss that in a moment, but uh, before we do, we'll quickly just say it's not gonna be too crazy long. You're not going to get any of these two, three hour behemoths that these episodes sometimes being, I just end up going on rants. Like it, it's a football podcast, but we've ended up doing rants. Like, uh, you know, there's the ongoing bit about how much uh, myself and Matthew Reiser don't like Maroon five. Uh, you know, there's also like other stuff. We'll, we'll mention old, you know, TV shows and, uh snl and 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 we'll just go off the beaten path sometimes but of course this is a football podcast and so we'll try to keep ourselves on point but that's what makes it great (laughs) that's right exactly that's why people keep tuning in i uh, i did hear from folks i i i was actually kind of surprised people were tagging me saying where is the football podcast this is the time to bring it back it's like you know what I've heard you all. Yes, I, I, it I've is. heard it. And and here it is. It's it's all back. We're ready to go. Um and so again, we'll we're gonna talk about everything going on, in the coaching carousel uh in the NFL, some shockers when it comes to uh, coaches no longer being with their respective teams, some not as shocking. Um, and then we're gonna really dive into the NFL playoffs and take a look at both the NFC and the AFC and and we're gonna give our picks. This is the episode you want to listen to in terms of our picks. We're not just going to do the first round. We're not do, going to do the wild card. We're not going to go up to the divisional round. We're not going to go up to the NFC AFC championship. No, we're going to go all the way. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to you are getting a spoiler alert right here on this show. And uh, So looking forward to that. But first, let's get to the coaching carousel. I'm going to give you the open mic here, Mike, because uh, this is uh, quite possibly one of, if not the biggest story in the NFL. Long time head coach. Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. He and the Patriots mutually agreed to part ways. And we had heard all throughout the season that there might've been some tension behind the scenes between owner Robert Kraft and, and Belichick of course. And obviously the team did not perform well, a four and 13 record uh, at the end of it all. And this is might've been a tough season for our resident Patriots fan, Mike Sarkeesian, after Having many years of unparalleled success uh, to steal an Ottawa Senators quote uh, for the New England Patriots. It's been a different year and now it looks like a brand new era of Patriots football is underway. No more Brady, no more Belichick. We're going to get some new personnel. Uh, Mike, uh, you've had the chance to uh, grieve. Uh, think about this. Uh, what are your thoughts on this coming from a, as a Patriots fan, your perspective, what's kind of next and what, how you, do you remember Bill Belichick?
1: The first thing I want to say is to coach Belichick is thank you. Like <laughs> the Patriots sucked 20 years ago. Yep. They sucked. let was probably the only light on that team. Okay. They had a good, the, the defense was all right. Willie McGinnis was there, but it they just couldn't get over the hump. And they did suck. And they even sucked in his very first season, 2000, when Belichick was there. They went like 5-11. and 11. And then all that turned around, and the rest is history. To grow up a Patriots fan, you know, I've explained it on the show before that um, my dad was a big Belichick fan. He was a big Parcells fan, big Giants guy. And then when he started to dissect the game more and he realized that Belichick was the reason this defense was so good, then he just followed Belichick. So when Belichick became the coach of the Patriots, my dad became a Patriots fan. He was a Belichick fan. And it also helped Brady was there too. My dad's a big Michigan guy. So like Two reasons to start cheering for an organ- organization he he was in. So I grew up with that. I missed the first three Super Bowls. I was just a kid. I was I was two years old when Bill Belichick became the coach of the New England Patriots. Okay. So I don't remember the first uh the first three super Bowls at all. My very first Super Bowl memory, the first game, first Super Bowl I ever got to watch from beginning to end was the Giants Super Bowl. Mm. Which ended in a loss. <laughs> yes. But Bill Belichick still gave us probably, I don't even think there's an argument, the greatest offense ever in NFL history. Now, he wasn't calling the plays. I understand that, but he brought the guys in to make that happen. Okay. And then we had a, you know, that was when we were having some bumps in the road when it came to the Super Bowls. And then something just clicked. It probably had something to do with a guy that we're probably going to get to soon, uh, not wanting to run the ball on the one yard line. <laughs> yes. And then we got, he got a fourth, and then he got a fifth, and then he got a sixth. He has, this man has six Super Bowl rings. He's been to eight Super Bowls as the head coach. He has four Super Bowl rings all together. Two coming with as the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Now, it was time. It was time. It was time to say goodbye to the greatest football coach of all time. And this is definitely something that, as a Patriots fan, this is definitely something. Don't mourn the loss. Uh, don't be sad that they're gone. Be happy that it happened right so for all our Patriot for all the Patriots fans out there that's how you have to look at this was the last couple of seasons rough yes and would was I my girlfriend's got me saw me in full effect watching Patriots <laughs> games yes especially this season <laughs> not
0: a great Since season now, this year, no. now
1: that we moved in together we've been living together she saw me in my full <laughs> Patriot fan what are you doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> was I calling for heads at times this season? Yes. Especially a certain quarterback, um, <laughs> yes. but we're not going to get into that. Right. Um, it was time. The last couple of seasons was time. So just please to all the Patriots fans out there, don't be sad and don't be mad that it's over or, and don't be mad the, on how it ended, but just be happy that it happened. Yeah. You got to see your team go to, Eight Super Bowls and win six of them.
0: Nine, including uh, the the Eagles and uh, Patriots uh, one, where the Eagles won. Oh my God, I totally yeah. forgot about that one. Nine. <laughs> think about how successful, by the Nine. way. Yeah, think I about. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Think Super about Bowl. how successful Belichick has been in his era. You forgot about a Super Bowl that he was in. <laughs> like, I about a Super Bowl. Right <laughs> now he lost um, it, but you know that's thank still. You, thank you for pointing. Uh, that doesn't
1: matter that he lost it because that offense put up broke a record, yeah, most yards in a Super Bowl. That's thank right. you for bringing that up to me. No worries, Mister Gibby. <laughs> um, just, just please, just be happy that it happened. Yeah, because that was a wild ride. It was yeah. so fun to watch. You know, I hate to do this to you, <laughs> oh boy, but Patriots fans, we got to see nine Super Bowls and win six of them. This man hasn't seen his team in the Super Bowl at all.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> yes, that is okay. true. <laughs> I mean,
1: okay. yes, not to f- look. I had to get some little wisecracks in. There. Of course. <laughs> okay, so this please. is the
0: real reason why the podcast has been on hold because of the wisecracks. I couldn't take him anymore. I've heard it all. <laughs> I've heard it all about the Cowboys. I've had enough.
1: But just please be happy that it happened because that was yeah. a really fun ride. So, Coach Belichick. If this somehow gets to you, <laughs> I think it does. I think he's a yeah. fan of the show. I
0: think so too.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's he was probably one of those guys that asked you why
0: there's no where's when when's the next yes. episode coming out. He was really pushing me in the in the classic Belichick way, where he was very emotionless. We're on,
1: <laughs> we're on the Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> that's right. Where's the next episode? Uh, yeah, Coach Belichick. Thank you. Yes, that's all I want to say. Just I love that, Mister Sarkeesian. I uh, look. I'm not gonna lie. There were times where I actively rooted against the Patriots because of their dynasty, and but that's kind of how it is in and sports, that's right? Okay, yeah, that it is was okay. Uh, it was a lot of years of winning, and it's as a lot of the times, and I think we start to appreciate it more when it doesn't happen. Is you kind of realize, man, we really witnessed greatness. You know what I mean? Like not even just in football, but in other sports. Like you can look at Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan's mm. been gone. I assume. Obviously, I didn't li- live through that era, but I assume that Michael Jordan was very much a guy where people just got sick of seeing him in the finals and they wanted to see other guys in the NBA like your Hakeem Olajuwon. who I know won oh. a title, um, you know, Shaq and with the magic and, you know, some of the other uh, great stars of the NBA during the 90s. But it was all about Michael Jordan. Right. But as the years go on, you kind of realize, wow, this is something that you just don't ever really see. Just big dynasty runs. So. I think as time kind of goes along and time will be very kind to the Patriots. I think, I know people will probably bring up deflate gates and they'll probably bring up, you know, the, the, the deflated footballs and, and all that. But at the end of the day, it is one of the greatest legacies, probably the greatest dynasty in NFL history. I, I hate saying that in front of you here, Mr. Sarkeesian, because I am a fan of a team that has a, a dynasty of their own, but, yeah. uh, but, but, you have to acknowledge it. And, uh, but like what you said, Mr. Sarkeesian, I think this was the time to move on. And uh, you just look at that team with the Patriots. And I, I know you'll bring it up as well, but uh, this is a roster that really needs some rebuilding. And I think it goes back to Mac Jones and what they're going to do at quarterback and really trying to rebuild that offense. And if, if wherever Belichick goes and and we might discuss that in a little bit, but I think one thing we can both agree on is it's probably best that wherever Belichick goes, he probably shouldn't have any sort of general manager title attached to it because I don't think he's the same recruiter of talent that he was uh, at his peak with New England. It's He was trying to
1: recreate what he had in the early 2000s. You look at that, you know, the defense was there. The defense was stacked with guys like Teddy Bruschi, William McGinnis, Richard Seymour, Vince Wolford came along later on.
0: Mike Rabel, perhaps? Mike Vrabel,
1: yeah. Ty Law, or Malloy. Yes. Uh, what was the other safety? Uh, Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison. Yeah. Um. That's a great defense, but yeah. that offense never really had stars. No. Because even in, even for those three Super Bowls, it, so like the, consider the first ten years of this Patriots dynasty, mm-hmm. Brady wasn't a star. No. Nope. At all. He didn't become a star. I'm saying it right now. He didn't become a star. He didn't become the guy that we were potentially going to pe- uh, put the, the label goat on him until Randy showed up. Yeah. Until Randy Moss showed up. He did. Uh, Troy Brown was a great wide receiver for the team. If you yeah. put him on any other team, he's a solid number two.
0: Mm-hmm. Dion okay. branch as well. I'll throw in there. Deion branch had a great tenure with the Patriots.
1: Uh, One super bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. I think in the Philadelphia, the first Philadelphia one. Yep. Okay. Great. And then they've had great running backs in the backfield. Kevin Falk, Curtis Martin, Corey um, Dillon, Corey Dillon. Yeah. Uh, Chris Martin was actually, uh, I don't think he was there for the,
0: no, he was a Patriots running back, but he, I think he went, he to was the a Jets Patriots, but he, was he
1: he left before the dynasty. Happened. Yeah. Um, and then even later, you know, later on guys like James white and Dion Lewis, like they were just, Made backs, for that yeah. offense. You put those guys on any other team, they're battling for reps. Um, so Bill was just trying to do that. I call him Bill like I know him. <laughs> yeah. Coach Belichick
2: was trying to do that again. Mm-hmm. But Brady just I hate saying this line because
1: I think it sounds so cheesy, but Brady just had that dog in him. Yeah. <laughs> Sixth round pick. Coming out of Michigan, every year at Michigan he had to battle someone to even just get starter reps in practice. Yeah. And even when he thought he did good in practice, he wouldn't start the game and then they would be losing. And the coach would throw him in in like the fourth quarter, and Brady would make a surprising comeback. Right. So Brady just had that it factor. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. He's no longer with the team, but Malik Cunningham was there in the off season. Nathan Rourke. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Rourke. We'll see. Love him. Yeah. Love the Love the, love a Canadian boy that can make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Do any of those guys have the it factor? One of them we're not sure of and Nathan Rourke. Malik Cunningham is gone. He's with Baltimore now. He's on their practice squad. Bailey Zappi could be a very good bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones does not have the it factor whatsoever. I'm sorry. You had it in your rookie season. You saw some glimpses. It's just going downhill and you got to almost strike while the iron's hot. And with Bill, with coach Belichick gone clear out all the players that you don't want anymore.
0: Yeah. Start anew, I think, is uh, what's going to be the Start anew. motto in New England. And uh, I, uh, before we move on to the other coaches, uh, where do you think Belichick ends up? I know there's been a lot of talk of. I've heard the Chargers being a strong contender. I've heard the Atlanta Falcons as a strong contender. In your mind, what's kind of the best fit for Bill Belichick? Because obviously, it seems like he wants to continue his career and and be a head coach somewhere else. I was just talking, saying this to my dad. He's not coaching
1: next year. Oh, okay. He's not coaching next year. Um, he does want to coach. And I think he... I, I just don't... For some reason, I just don't see him coaching next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing is, too, like he... We all want him to break the, 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 the record
2: yep.
0: of most wins by head coach. Yeah, the Don Shula record.
1: Don Shula record. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Okay. I know he's not that far
0: off. Yes, I'll I'll pull up the numbers here while you're chatting, but uh, continue yeah. on.
1: I'll just let me just say something really quickly, and then I want to hear the numbers. Sure. Are there? I'll, this is this is almost like a this is a question for you. Sure. Are there any teams right now with vacant head coaches that can actually win right now? Because Belichick's not going to go to a team like the Falcons mm-hmm. or the Commanders that suck,
2: mm-hmm.
1: suck. They suck. Okay, you're not going to get the coaching record with those teams the 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 uh, The only two teams I can think of, and I want to see if you're going to agree with me on this, the only two teams I could think of are the Chargers and the Seahawks. Yeah, so this is just a question to you, like it, other than those two teams, are there any other teams that you think he can break the record because he's not going to go to a team that he doesn't think he can break the record for.
0: Yeah, the the first team that came to my mind was the Chargers. Um, I think the talent is there. Um, maybe that's not also the been defense. the team that's the rumors have been swirling around for yes. the longest. Oh, team, for sure. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's
1: like that could work.
0: Yeah, and plus he'll go there with an established quarterback and Justin Herbert, and I think he's got a good coaching staff. If he wants to retain guys like Kellen Moore, um, I think the defense needs some work, but I think Belichick still provides that edge. I uh, no pun intended. Uh, on the defensive side that uh, I I think he could make that work. So if he were to continue coaching, I think the strongest team would be uh, the chargers. I could see Seattle as well. I think there's a good team there in Seattle um, Mm. and that you could win with. It's just a matter of uh, what kind of personnel that uh, Belichick will want to implement. And uh, I did have the uh, wins record here. So uh, currently, the wins record held by Don Shula, the longtime head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, it is 347 wins. Belichick is behind at 333, so he would need 14 wins in order to get to that record. So, and- if he was even a lot closer than I thought, I thought he was a,
1: I thought he was closer to like 20. Yeah, he was. So he just he literally just needs one more good season to potentially high and then
2: maybe the next season break the record but he doesn't seem like he 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 wants to win yes but he doesn't
1: care if he breaks the record or not he just gives, like i think we all th- see that vibe that he gives off mm-hmm. he wants the rings he wants to put a good team on the field he wants to coach he doesn't care if he gets the, if he breaks don shula's record mm-hmm. so I don't see him coach. He will take a time off, take some time off. I don't know. Probably got some grandkids somewhere. <laughs> yes. um, Steve Belichick so
0: has some kids maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Steve Belichick probably
1: has some kids, you know, like.
0: <laughs> that must be a little awkward now, actually. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that Steve Belichick dynamic. Because I assume he's still on the coaching staff for New England well, as we're recording. I got, anyway, I just thought of something else. Sure. Who's the GM? Yeah, who is the GM in New England? They, did they just part ways from the head coach? I assume so. I assume so. Too. I assume so. They have this big. <laughs> I assume they press conference ways with everything. Yeah, I assume they have this big press conference. To be like, oh, by the way, he's still the GM. You know, like they're not he's doing the that head big coach
1: thing. of the Chargers, but he's also the GM of the New England Patriots.
0: Yeah, I feel Let's like there's a conflict dynamic. of interest there that uh, probably wouldn't be able to land. Um, <laughs> so probably not happening there. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, I, I, I like that chargers fit for Belichick. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, I, I agree. It has to be a team where it's gotta be a good base there. And I really just, I I look at it all and the chargers just makes so much sense. And, and knowing the history of Spanos as well, he wants to make a big splash, a big hire. It's LA, you know, it, like Belichick yeah. would bring that. And, you know, I, I know the other name would be Jim Harbaugh uh, for up for that role, but Yeah, I feel like as we get closer, probably Belichick kind of fits that uh, role much better. Uh, Any other quick thoughts on Belichick before we move on to some of the other head coaching prospects? No,
1: you know, what? I said my piece just again. Thank you for everything.
0: There you go. Well, it's unfortunate we didn't have a Seattle Seahawks uh, fan come on with us as well, because I think they would have a very similar speech to what you made in terms of the impact of Pete Carroll, who I think a bit of a surprising move. Uh, in terms very of, much of a very much a surprising move uh, announcing that uh, he is no longer the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, um, mm-hmm. but he will stay on with the team as an advisor. Um, I think with the case with Pete Carroll, you look at him and I, I, I knew he was a good coach and uh, obviously had a lot of winning seasons. When I look back on his career, I didn't realize just how much he won. You know what I mean? Like, just, I know just how yeah. consistent he was like. Uh, Like those 2010s, especially those early 2010s, Seattle teams were really strong football teams.
1: Yeah. 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 Like I didn't, I agree with you on that hundred percent. I didn't realize how dominant he was at the start of his tenure. Yeah. You know, and then it just got better when uh, Russ showed up and the Legion of Boom was formed. Like obviously having a guy like Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, which (laughs) I kind of, mentioned it
0: earlier <laughs> like <laughs> run the ball anyways yeah. <laughs> doing your best uh richard sherman impression there
1: yeah um but that was the type of coach that he was he was he didn't he didn't follow the analytics it, he loved doing you know we're gonna throw it because they know we're gonna run it so let's throw it mm-hmm. which makes sense but not when you have beast mode in the back <laughs> yeah. on the one yard Any line other running back. Yeah. Any other running back. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I never knew if I liked Pete Carroll. And I don't know why. I don't know how else to explain it. I've never liked Seattle, but I've never hated them. Mm-hmm. I've just been very indifferent about the entire Seahawks organization since I've been a football fan. I don't know what else to say. He's a great coach. He's got college championship and a Super Bowl under his belt. Winningest coach in Seattle Seahawks history. Um, was it? And it was a surprise firing. But I don't really know what else to say about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he was a guy that. He's older than you would expect because he's such a high energy yes. coach, and you see the clips of him. You know, I saw the clip of him in the training camp where he's throwing passes as a quarterback, and he's actually like doing bootlegs and whatnot. Like, like very high energy guy, and so I, yeah, he's the same I, age. I, I think actually a year older than Belichick, which is crazy is. to think about. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I saw the
1: video just before we got on of when they drafted DK. Yep, and DK came to the facilities shirtless. who was the first guy to take off his shirt to join him (laughs) yeah it being shirtless was Pete Carroll that's right who at the time was probably in his late 60s yep because the Metcalf's been in the league for about five years or so Mm -hmm. so like it looked good for like you know someone who was probably at the time like 66 or something like that right and Yeah, like he's 71 and 72, and he was like running up and down the
0: sideline. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, very high energy coach. What was the last time you saw Belichick run? (laughs) Just in general. Yeah, very rarely. (laughs) Uh, Because, and and obviously that's not his uh, MO. That's obviously not his MO. And and it's funny because I think it kind of gets lost sometimes. But Pete Carroll was the head coach of the New England Patriots before Belichick. He was? Which was crazy Uh, to think about. He was that in between. with Parcells and Belichick and you want to yeah. talk about totally different coaches like Parcells, the guy that's like not afraid to get under your skin to try and get the best out of you and like motivate yeah, you. Yeah. Carol was quite the opposite where he was like a high energy. Let's go out there. Let's have some fun. He, he was, he was a player's coach. Yeah. And he was you know? very much a, a culture guy. And I think that's one of the big things I took away from Pete Carroll's run in Seattle is that he established a really good culture in Seattle. He did. And there are guys that will, Speaks so highly about playing for Pete Carroll and a lot, especially a lot of the defensive players uh, for him as well. And again, going back and seeing you just like, I knew he was a good coach. Um, I know around that time when Russell Wilson was traded, there were some questions on, you know, should you be trading your franchise quarterback or should you be getting rid of Carroll? Cause he's getting up there. And, uh, you want to start to move on with the process. But mm-hmm. I think now time has shown just how good Carroll was as a coach. Um, yeah. And you look at the players that he's had the last couple of years. And, you know, there were some years where it was thought that the Seattle Seahawks were not even going to make the playoffs and, and not only not make the playoffs, but like be bottom of the division. And yeah. they somehow some way with, you know, everybody was thinking with Geno Smith, obviously, where he was this career lawn journeyman backup uh, and now he's getting the steering role. Then all of a sudden he has a pro bowl year. Right. And obviously, you know, you, got, you can give credit to Gino for that, for being able to adapt and understand the playbook, the play callers as well. But at the end of the day, that comes from a system that was implemented that starts at the top at the head coach. And that's Pete Carroll. So, right. um, I think I was surprised. Uh, I was also surprised that he's taking the advisor role. I guess it means that he probably won't be on the open market as a head coach and, I think they're just want to keep, they want to keep that. They understand with, with Carol, like having him in the building is such a, a strong thing. I think they just want to go but, in a different direction in terms of philosophy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like you said, just the culture that he built, they want to, they know it's a good culture. So they don't want to just kick him to the curb fully. Yeah. But it's, they're in the same situation that new England is in. It's just, it's just, it's time, you know, like, last season was a was a surprise to everyone. Gino had a great year. Uh the team had a good year all in all. Uh that's already a difficult division to win in. Yep. So if you can have a subpar year, that's a pretty damn good year. You know, if you're not at the top. Um and then this year this year was was fine. Like you said, it was a surprise. Like there have been Those are, that was one of the biggest surprises. And I know we're going to get to the other one. We kind of touched on it a little bit. We're going to get the other one uh, probably after this. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one of the surprise. It was one of the surprises this, uh, this off season or not off season of the teams that not make the playoffs. I don't know what season you want to call this.
0: The in-between. The, in between. Uh, the, the, the mystery void, the vortex. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment quickly. I do want to throw at this. One of the first thoughts that came to my mind when it came to Pete Carroll being gone and who could potentially fill that role as the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm like, huh? Well, on the coaching staff of Pete Carroll in many years past, in fact, probably at the peak of the Seattle Seahawks was a defensive coordinator by the name of Dan Quinn. And he was the head of the Legion of Boom and people loved, uh, the, the, a very, very much a legendary defense. And now he's in Dallas right now. And, uh, he's cultivated a great defense in Dallas as well. And we'll talk about that in our playoff preview. And there's been a lot of talk over years past on he, maybe potentially him going back to the head coaching ranks. He probably should be a head coach in the NFL, frankly. Um, now that the spot is open going to return to Seattle, B in the future for Dan Quinn.
1: That's, that's the way it's looking. Yeah. That's the, that was, I don't know, not even 10 minutes after the announcement of Pete Carroll came out was Dan Quinn is already at the top of the list for replacements. Yeah. It works. It makes sense. He knows the building. He knows, uh, some of the, uh, guys that work behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure it's a totally different team than when he left. You know, Thomas, Chancellor, and Sherman are all gone. Wagner, who knows how many years left he has. And I don't even, I think he has to even make up his mind if he wants to come back again. Mm -hmm. Um, KJ Wright's gone. Cliff Averill's retired. It's been, it's a different team now. But he turned that Dallas defense into. One of the better ones. I have to admit, I hate the Cowboys. I
0: hate,
1: <laughs> I hate the Cowboys.
0: What? What do they ever do to you? But
1: you have to, I, but I am also able to acknowledge the fact if a coach did a good job. Yeah. And Dan Quinn is doing a damn good job in Dallas. Yes. You can't deny that.
0: Cannot. I will fight people on that if you if <laughs> think so. But, uh, yeah, that was one of my first thoughts uh, on that. And, uh, The other head coach I want to talk about here in terms of surprises, this was the most surprising to me. And I know that the team hasn't performed great over the last couple of two years, including this year. Uh, But I did not think he was the issue on this squad. And that was Mike Vrabel being let go as the Tennessee Titans head coach.
1: That was probably the dumbest move of the, of this yes in between season in between wanting to call it the off season yeah
0: that has to be the dumbest move so far yeah it's uh it was certainly something that caught me by surprise it didn't seem like there was we didn't hear any rumors about rabel possibly being let go uh it just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere and my issue with it is more i don't think rabel is the issue i think the players that they have assembled for rabel I mean, you look at their quarterback situation in Tennessee when they're battling out between Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, and Malik Willis as your quarterbacks. Like, you know, Levis
1: showed some pretty good stuff this season, but he's still a rookie and he still made a lot of mistakes.
0: Yes. And, and, you know? and, and there's still some time to grow. Um, his debut game, he looked fantastic. And then ever since then, like he's been up and down and he, and you could tell he has, you you could tell he has tools, like especially his arm strength and his throwing arm. Yeah. He's Um, a gunslinger. Like you could tell that there's something there, but does everything else kind of embody it? Like Like he, he
1: definitely has potentially, potentially the mechanics of like a, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Just a gunslinger that yeah. can just go out and sling it.
0: In terms of pure, like, raw, like, arm talent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, like, who knows if the, um, if this if he's got the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? If he has, like, the, the right head.
0: Yeah. To be a starting the IQ, quarterback. Like, the IQ. IQ.
1: because, and can he be level-headed? Yeah. Because we saw it a few times this season he kind of got heated and one guy that got heated to a lot was Deandre Hopkins. I know the guy just got to Tennessee, but that's one of the best receivers of this era. You don't just go, you got to have a good reason to start yelling at that guy on the, on the sideline. Yeah. So he did that a few too many times that I didn't like. Um, but it's just, you know, just, let's just go. We got to go get back to Rabel on this. What was he supposed to do? Yeah. What was he supposed to do with that team? You traded AJ Brown for a bag of peanuts.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No. What and, are you supposed to do? And you try to plug that hole with a uh, Deandre Hopkins. Who's who's a very good receiver at this stage of his career, but not the same Deandre Hopkins that we saw. Not in even his past. close. Not even close. Not even close. So. it tells you how good this guy was at his peak. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. His, you and, and and you've got, it looks like Derrick Henry is going to be gone at the end of this season as well. So mm-hmm. who was pretty much the heart and soul of that offense uh, in Tennessee for the longest time. So I, it, it looks to me like it, it's starting anew new in Tennessee. I mean, I know this past season, it, it seemed like that they were going to try and go for it. That's why they brought in DeAndre Hopkins. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was fighting people in, during that time because, you know, there were talks about where would Hopkins go? And then Hopkins went on that podcast. He's like, I am looking for uh, a stable organization. I'm looking for a good quarterback. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, and you, you so pick Tennessee, you pick Tennessee of all those. Like did, did Ryan Tannehill really jump off the page for you when it comes to a reliable, like, I know he's not had great quarterbacks in his career. Like when you really think about some of the people that have thrown him the ball, it is kind of amazing how he's been able to succeed. Like his best QB has probably been Kyler Murray when you really think about it. Like uh, yeah. maybe Deshaun, if, at peak Deshaun. Um,
1: and uh, I think he was there, got there at the end of Matt Schaub's tenure. Yeah. And like yeah. Matt Schaub finished bad, but yeah. had some good moments in Houston.
0: Yeah. He was a solid, I think he ended up in a Pro Bowl at one time as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, but then you had your Ryan Mallets and your... Uh, rest in peace ryan mallet yes. you had your you know you had your brock osweilers and your um, um you know you had, you had your different quarterbacks that get plugged in there um i'm pretty sure brian hoyer probably threw him some. Passes. oh yeah that's the name i was looking for <laughs> brian hoyer yeah uh, i just said and, and there's a bunch of texans qbs i'm probably missing out on as well i think case keenum might have had a cup of coffee maybe. in maybe i could be wrong on i know that.
2: there was um Bloody hell! What was the quarterback that stepped in for Murray at one
1: point?
0: I can't think of his name right now. Oh, there's Brandon Weeden. You think of uh, Brandon Weeden? No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of for Arizona. Oh, okay, gotcha. But uh, while you okay. figure that out, uh, kind of getting back on Vrabel, um mm. in terms of where he could potentially land, uh, I think he's going to be a highly sought after head coaching candidate. I think he's a good coach. I think players respect him. Obviously, he's a former player himself, as you are aware, mm-hmm. as a Patriots fan. Um, you know, I guess uh, the biggest question would be: Would he go- is is it locked in that he's going to go back to the Patriots? He understands the Belichick way. He understands this modern era of game, and could you continue that legacy? Or I know that there was another person on staff that they were looking at at being the head coach in New England as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but uh, where do you where do you see Mike Vrabel landing? New England. New England.
1: Oh, there you go. New England. He's the perfect. It's my, like, I'm, when I say I was literally just on the phone with my father, I literally was like, I hung up with like 10 minutes to go before the week, before we started, before we got on together. Yep. He's the perfect candidate. He was in that system. He was there when the Patriot way began, when they won those three Super Bowls. He was there when Belichick and Brady put in that system and then he left and then he be, and then he retired and I think he bounced around to a few more other teams before he retired then he found himself as the defensive coordinator of the Houston Texans and then he went to the head coach of the Tennessee Titans so he was there for the Patriot Way when it started and then he left um and then he discovered football knowledge and football theory outside of the Patriot Way that he then threw into his his own way so he goes back to new england it's the perfect fit it's this guy that knows the knows the team knows the organization not necessarily the team he obviously doesn't really know any of the guys on the um on the field mm-hmm. but he knows that organization he knows robert Kraft. um he goes back there and he brings in the new patriot way and then he's gonna. Hopefully, he keeps guys like Gerard Mayo's, who is the other candidate you were just thinking of. Right. Um, former linebacker, current linebacker coach. He is also up for the position, which I think every coach in that organization is kind of up for it. Um, do any of them? Should any of them get it? Mayo is probably the only guy I think could get it. Um, but hopefully, Vrabel keeps guys like that. And I think he will. He does seem like that type of guy to not just throw zone to the curb Um, and then to build up his own Patriot way. And I think it's just the perfect fit to the point where New England should do an interview tomorrow and say, this is just a formality. Like we were going to hire you anyways. We just wanted you in the building.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Get him in the building. Get that conversation going. Get that gravy train rolling. Yeah.
1: See where it goes. The one guy, I'll just quickly put this out there. You're going to definitely get a good chuckle out of this. Oh, boy. There's only one name that I hope does not be named the head coach of the New England Patriots. Josh McDaniels. Josh?
0: Ah. (laughs) Yes. I knew it. I knew that
1: was the name. Now, (laughs) I think I've mentioned, I think I told this to you before. Yeah. But he was still the OC. I think the Patriots did have something going that... Right around when like, oh, Brady's about to leave and something and stuff like that. I do believe that the Patriots had a setup for McDaniels to take over from Belichick. But Belichick was just stubborn, taking too long. And McDaniels was growing impatient and left for the casino strip in Vegas. Right.
2: Took
1: a bet but on that himself. was then. Took a bet on himself. Took a uh, bet on himself. He <laughs> bet red 18 and lost horribly. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, but it just, it wouldn't fit now. It wouldn't fit now. It just, I do not like him as a head coach. Great offensive coordinator. He's this era. He's, he's this era's North Turner. I was just going to make that comparison too. I like that. Great OC. Arguably one of the better OCs of the, in this time. Terrible head coach. Probably the worst head coach I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. For sure. Well, with that, Mike, we'll uh, continue on here before we get into the playoff picture. I do want to look over some of the vacant head coaching positions uh, that are currently available. Obviously, things could change in the playoffs. You never know. Uh, I've heard some rumors about potentially Dallas letting go of Mike McCarthy if they don't achieve a certain level of success in the playoffs, which I want to talk about uh, once we talk about the uh, playoff picture here. But Uh, Currently here are the seven vacancies in the NFL when it comes to their coaching positions. We have the Carolina Panthers. Uh, We have the Las Vegas Raiders, the LA chargers, the Atlanta Falcons, where Arthur Smith was let go uh, following his scuffle with Dennis Allen at the end of that game. Uh, The Washington commanders letting go of Ron Rivera riverboat. Ron is no more Uh, the Tennessee Titans. As we mentioned earlier with Mike Vrabel, the Seattle Seahawks with Pete Carroll And the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick. And so those are the seven vacancies uh, taking place in this era of uh, the NFL coaching carousel. Uh, So I guess with that, Mike, uh, as you hear those seven teams, is there a team to you that kind of sticks out where that's kind of the prime team that if I'm a head coach, I want to be head coach. Uh, is there a team that you are looking at? And you're saying there's some good players here. This is a spot that I want to land in. I mean,
2: Seattle's definitely one. Um, and then to also have, you know,
1: who knows if it's a good or bad thing. They still have the former head coach still in the building. I don't know how people look at that. I don't really know what, if that is good or bad. Um, Seattle's up there. Um Chargers are up there like we were just talking about with Bill Belichick if he, he's going to pick a team that can win now
2: or at least come close to it Um the other teams don't really speak out to
1: me you know you have that wild situation with the um uh Carolina Panthers owner, that is just would be a wild situation to, to work in with him wanting results right away. Potentially, rumors swirling around that Reich and Luke and uh, Josh McCowan wanted CJ Stroud and he went over their heads and took Bryce Young. Who knows what that situation is? Um, I think coaches are going to avoid Carolina like the plague, <laughs> you know, if they're smart enough, who knows? Um, it's, I, I want to wait till the playoffs are done because obviously the better coaches are on teams that are in the playoffs right now. And that's not always the case. That's not always the case. Don't no one come from my head. Okay. <laughs> Saying that there's a, good, yes, I know there's good coaches on bad teams. Yes. Um, and they're not the reason that the team is bad. Um, but like, you know, Brian Johnson, the uh, the the OC for the Eagles, I know is going to, is being, has some interest. Ben Johnson has some interest, OC for the Lions. Um, there's, we got to wait until uh, the playoffs are over to really get a good glimpse of where some teams are going to go. And I still think, You know, you mentioned Mike McCarthy might be on the hot seat. There are still some other teams that are on the hot seat. I actually think Sean McDermott of the Bills might be on the hot seat if they lose the first, if they lose this wildcard weekend, which I don't think they will. But if they lose this wildcard weekend, the Bills are going to have to look at some things and make some decisions.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's it's still very much an ever-evolving situation when it comes to NFL head coaches. And I think of all those situations, I do like the Chargers because you do have your franchise quarterback in place already. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about going into the draft and trying to develop somebody. You've got a Justin Herbert there. And I think there are pieces you can work with. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, Belichick would probably be very intrigued in going to L.A. Um, I don't think the Raiders job is that bad. Uh, You don't have your quarterback. I think there are pieces there that I like, and obviously they were competitive until, until the end uh, with Antonio Pierce as the interim head coach. So uh, we'll see there. I mean, it it depends. The only thing with the owner is is with Mark Davis is that he has a lot of Al Davis's traits where he loves the flashy hiring. And that's why you always hear him linked with the Jim Harbaugh stuff, right? Where uh, Jim Harbaugh is linked to the Raiders and, uh, it's if, probably going to lead to Pierce being gone.
1: If that team had any brains, they would keep Pierce. Yes. You want to talk about a flashy head coach? That's got to be the flashiest head coach in the league. Look at You see what the, what the studs he's got in his ears? That's flash, man. That's yeah. some like, and it just, when he took over, you got a guy like Josh McDaniels, who I obviously said how much I love that man. <laughs> yes um, um, you got a guy like that who was very no nonsense strict like this is the play you have to run a perfect seven and a half yard post you know and then you get a guy like Antonio Pierce who's just like just go out and play ball boys Yep. and yeah. that's what that team needed at that time and look what they did like you said they were competitive all the way up until the end could have squeaked into the playoffs at the last second Fortunately, the cards just didn't fall where they wanted them to. No big. D- it it honestly isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, the Raiders realize that like this guy has got a good head on his shoulders, and hopefully, he surrounds himself with a good coaching staff. Go out and get you. You know, I think. Um, no, I'm think. No, anyways, he wasn't on that. He wasn't on that coaching staff anymore. Um, I don't know who their defensive coordinator is, but maybe go out and get a guy like Wink Martindale to be your DC. A guy that has a lot of experience in the NFL can help a guy like Antonio Pierce grow and, uh, and make a name for himself in the NFL.
0: I like that name. And obviously we've been hearing a little bit out of New York in terms of the tensions between he and Brian (laughs) Dayball. That could be, uh, that's something to keep an eye on in terms of uh, Wink potentially uh, walking out on the team and, not being able to be located <laughs> in terms of uh, where he <laughs> was after that—that's a whole situation in of itself. Um, yeah, that's a whole—that's a whole podcast <laughs> for sure in terms of uh, the Giants. But of course, it's the New York Giants. Like they just cannot. For every win of a Super Bowl, there's also like 17 different things that happens in New York uh, that just cl- leads to their utter demise and collapse. And it's just been the story of yeah. the Giants. Ever since ever since Parcells left in 1990, that's just been them. And I know they went to a Super Bowl one year in the early 2000s, uh, non Eli Manning. They lost to the Ravens. Yeah, that 2000 Ravens, Ravens. Raven squad. So hey, so. Kerry Collins at quarterback. I think a Tiki Barber was on that team, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, so we'll make our way out of the coaching carousel and let's get into the main event, as I like to bring from pro wrestling. Of this podcast. Uh, let's talk about the NFL playoffs. We're going to go, we'll start in the AFC side because I think it's the most intriguing because it just seems like there are obviously some teams that seem like the heavy favorites, but it also seems a little bit up in the air. I don't think it's as much of a guarantee, and I don't even want to say guarantee, but I don't think it's as locked in or as predictable uh, as the NFC is. So we'll start off with the AFC. Uh, and we'll start off with the wild card matchups. Uh, you've got the Buffalo Bills, as you mentioned, they're going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Kansas City Chiefs will be taking on the Miami Dolphins. And an interesting matchup here in the wild card round: the Houston Texans taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens were able to secure the uh, first round by by securing the number one spot in the AFC. They will face the lowest seed uh, winner in the first round. So uh, any of these games that really stick out to you, Mike, in terms of uh, what you're going to keep your eye on, obviously a very different year for you in terms of having to sit on the sideline and as a, as a playoff watcher and no Patriots. And so I think you have some time on your hands. You don't have to worry about uh, what new England's going to do. So is there a team that you're looking at uh, in this AFC uh, matchup that uh, this, this matchup that you're looking for? You're enjoying this too much. I, I you know what you threw my cowboys in there. I felt like it was a it was a necessary I mean, response. Yeah, you know what? I I, I had to I, defend I, myself a little bit, you know.
1: I I I I, I could dish it out, I can take it. <laughs> so I, I knew it was coming. Um, I mean, the one game that I think everyone's gonna kind of look to is the Dolphins Chiefs game, Tyreek's return to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be that's huge. You know, he if for a Chiefs fans. You could make an argument that he maybe didn't leave on the best of terms. Maybe uh, I don't want to say threw people under the bus, but when he got to Miami, he went on and on on how Tua's like the greatest quarterback he's worked with, as the most is the most accurate quarterback he worked with. You know, and kind of going like you know hint hint wink wink type of thing. He's kind of I think he's kind of doubled down on them in in like the last year um and i think he's like reconnected with some of the Kansas City guys but it wasn't really the best exit for a guy to have
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so that's going to be an interesting game that's probably the game that everyone's going to be watching but i am honestly kind of excited about the Texans' Browns game yeah uh i love cj stroud cj Stroud's going to be he's good he's going to be right up there with uh the joe burrows and patty mahomes as this era's like top QBs he's going to be up there and going up against what 36 year old Joe Flacco. That's right. You know, so it's, it's on, it's just, it's just an interesting matchup that I'm really looking forward to watching.
0: Yeah. I look at this AFC and I really don't think it's a lock for any of these teams, even the Buffalo and Pittsburgh game. And I know that might be surprising for some to hear, but First, firstly, looking at Buffalo and Pittsburgh, Buffalo's coming in with a lot of momentum. They won their division. They beat Miami uh, in the final game of the season to secure their spot. Uh, uh, the home field advantage, which will be so key. And look, is Pittsburgh a great football team? Like they really somehow, some way, Mike Tomlin through some sort of voodoo. I don't know how he's able to do it, but he's got himself into the playoffs again. Like, If you followed the Steelers at any point this season, you would have thought that they were just just tripping out of the gates, stumbling over themselves. And somehow they have stumbled themselves into a playoff spot against the Buffalo Bills. So it really is wide open. And like what you said, I do agree that I think this is a big year for Sean McDermott. I think this is a clear path for him and his bills to get to a Super Bowl this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, who was not great for Josh Allen and the offense hasn't exactly been perfect either since his firing. It's been very hot and cold. They have relied more on James Cook at running back. He's now, they've now got an over thousand yard rusher in James Cook. Um, and obviously you got your Stefan Diggs who can perform in the playoffs as we've known in the past. And that defense could still be solid. Von Miller is not the same player as he was. Uh, It is prime in Denver, but there are still some strong pieces there, but this is really Buffalo's time to really put up or shut up here and make a run. Uh, If they don't get to the AFC championship and this sort of bracketing, I think, uh, I think you will start to see some heads roll and you have some questions on, uh, you know, Sean McDermott and his ability to lead his team into deep into a playoff run. Um, So I expect the bills to win. I know I said earlier, that uh, I still think is a little bit unpredictable because it's the sealers. And I just, they somehow come out who with ways to wins and who knows, like um, I'm still picking the bills uh, to, vi- to win in that one. Um, looking at the Miami, Kansas city game, uh, Miami, both teams coming in on a uh, not great momentum, especially the chiefs. Uh, it's kind of been surprising with the chiefs uh, this year where the lack of receiver depth has, has been especially apparent this year. I mean, you've seen every meme under the book when it comes to Kadarius Tony, Um, and really the mm-hmm. only receiving option that they have is Travis Kelsey. Then you have all the outside the field stuff with the Taylor Swift involvement uh, with Travis Kelsey as well, and I know it's been good for the game, and I'm sure we'll get 17,000 camera cuts over to Taylor Swift as the game's going along, but I look at all of that, and the Chiefs have looked off, and Miami has not been on this one of the stronger teams heading into the playoffs either. I think this is going to be a big, I don't think this is a heads will roll sort of season or anything like that in Miami, but I do think it will be a big indicator of what Mike McDaniel will be like as a coach in the playoffs and how his team will step up because this will be a big year for Tua Valoa in terms of, uh, you know, he's put up the numbers this year. He's at, he was at one point in the MVP conversation in terms of how well he was playing but now it's kind of put up or t- shut up time with Tua Tonga Valoa in terms of him being the guy in Miami that you could rely on. And I, I expect Tyreek to perform. That offense is strong and that defense has gotten better as the as as the games have kind of gone along in Miami. So I think it's quite the toss up between Miami and Kansas City. Um, the funny thing is, even the, with the way that Kansas City has gone, it would not shock me if they somehow still end up in the AFC championship game because it's Kansas City oh, uh, and Andy Reid is there. City. Yeah, exactly. So, um but this game's going to say a lot. Uh I am going to pick Miami to beat Kansas City. I think this is just an off year for Kansas City and this will be a year for them to really evaluate and say, "All right, we need to go get some receivers for uh Patrick Mahomes. Uh Mahomes just mm-hmm. can't carry it at all. We got to give him some targets, we got to give him some options and make sure his uh squad is uh better prepared. And in terms of the Browns and Texans game, I really, another one that I think is really a toss up. Um, and yeah. I, I love this Texan squad. I love this Texan squad. Um, I've been on record on the show saying I, I like CJ Stroud more than Bryce Young, and this season has kind of proved it for me. Um, and, but on top of that, you have some great receiving options in Houston. I know they don't have Tank Dell, um, but they have that other receiver there who now all of a sudden I am blanking on. Um, Nico Collins. Nico Collins and he's been a uh, very good at filling in that role for uh with Tank Dell out. Um that's a good team in in Houston and I think they've obviously, obviously over they've obviously overachieved this year. D'Amico Ryan's I think is a head coach of the year personally in terms of yep. what he's able to do with this Houston team from last year to this year. Um even if they don't win, I think this is a success for this year. And you look at Cleveland, I think this defense can certainly take them far in the playoffs. And Joe Flacco, the way that he's been playing, I know you mentioned he's 36 or 37 or 38, however old he's it he is, but doesn't matter. He's he, balling out. He's balling. And he's relying on Amari Cooper and Jerome Ford has really stepped up in the running back role with Nick Chubb out. And uh it really could go either way. Um I'm gonna pick yeah. Cleveland. I'm gonna pick Cleveland to win. Uh because I, I I like Flacco could perform in the playoffs when needed. And yeah. he's been performing for Cleveland right now. And I think that will continue. Um, you know, I'll, I'll save this take for later. But I, all I'll say is uh, I think Cleveland will win. I think that defense is just so strong, especially with Miles Garrett leading the front. Yeah. I, I think this is a real good football team. And I think they're going to get themselves into the divisional round. So that's my thoughts on the AFC. Anything else in the AFC you kind of wanted to mention here, Mike? Or you want to kind of go into the NFC?
1: Uh, not really. I'll just quickly make my picks. I know I was sure. just talking about the games before. Just, uh, I gotta disagree with you with the Browns Texans thing. I think Texans will win. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, just, but it does come down to can Laramie Tunsil hold up against Miles Garrett? Yep. And Laramie Tunsil's gonna have to prove that he's as good as how much they're paying him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that works out. Dolphins Chiefs. I mean, it just it it. You're you gotta pick the Chiefs because, like, yeah, they kind of went in cold, but they're still the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you said before, they're still gonna end up in the AFC Championship game somehow. Mm -hmm. So how can you not pick them? Dolphins just can't seem to win against a team with a winning record. Don't know how to. Don't know how that makes sense, but that's just how it is. Steelers Bills that game's a pick 'em for me. I really don't know. I don't know, Uh, like that. Like that's my pick. Is it's a pick 'em. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, because Mike Tomlin can throw on his voodoo stuff, or Josh Allen's gonna throw for five touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's it's one of those. No idea. It's one of those deals with Pittsburgh where they could get absolutely blown out here, and we wouldn't be surprised. But Pittsburgh could also make it competitive with Buffalo. Like Buffalo could make a bunch of mistakes. And it ends up being like a 13-10 ball game. And you're like, what's going to yeah. happen here? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it could go either either way in this. So I, I'm still picking the Bills because I, I think the Bills will pull out here. But, um, you know, it, it, if it ends up being close, I wouldn't be shocked because mm-hmm. it's just the way the Bills sort of play sometimes. Is yeah. they, keep, they keep it you, way too you're close. Gonna get
1: a, you get a, you're going to get a guy who's going to throw five touchdowns or five interceptions. Yep. It's one or the other. Exactly. Who, who are we going to get? on uh on Sunday
0: for sure. We'll see. NFC side of things, I am very interested to hear your takes on this. Uh so the <laughs> wild card round will start off uh from number 2 to number 7 uh with the Dallas Cowboys uh winning the division in the NFC East and they're going to be taking on the Green Bay Packers. In the other games, it'll be the Detroit Lions and the LA Rams. Matthew Stafford's return to to Detroit Uh, In the playoffs, that should be an interesting one. And then the Philadelphia Eagles will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers winning the weakest division in football, the NFC South, and uh, somehow securing some form of a home game because of it. But uh, Philadelphia (laughs) is going to go on the road to take on Tampa Bay. And of course, the San Francisco 49ers, the first overall team, they get the bye. They will face the lowest seeded team in the NFC. Uh, I guess we'll start. Let's save the Cowboys for last because I'm sure uh, people oh. want my thoughts on it. But I do want to start with this. I do want to hear your take. Uh, hear your take on the Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers first. My take
1: on that is, oh, my girlfriend's gonna hate me for saying this because she loves this man. This is gonna be Jason Kelsey's last game as a Philadelphia Eagle.
2: Wow, here we go. Yeah. Um. They've Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown a pass yet. He
1: hasn't thrown a pass since the Giants game. <laughs> how are you supposed to? How are you supposed to prepare for a game? I don't care who you're playing against. How, how are you supposed to be a quarterback? Prepare for a game, and you haven't even thrown a pass all week.
2: Yeah.
1: He even said he's like, I should have taken myself out. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> you secured a playoff spot. Yeah, you didn't win the division. Okay, but screw that only two teams get to buy one in each conference. So there's a 99% chance that you were going to have to play in the wildcard games anyways. So you didn't, I don't know why you should have took taking yourself out of the game. So I think the bucks are going to win this game. It's going to be close. It's going to be very close. Mayfield's going to do something. He's going to find Mike Evans in the end zone a couple times is basically what I'm saying. Um, but I do think that this will be Jason Kelsey's final game uh, in the NFL, not just the Philadelphia Eagle.
0: I agree with you, Mike. You took my hot take from me, and I, uh, I, I was. I think the great. Bucks, hey, we've had a few of these great minds <laughs> to alike. That's all I could say. I think the Bucks are beating the Eagles here. They, the yeah. Eagles, just look off, and not just off, like
1: off, off, very. I've off. never seen this. I've never seen a team look this off in a long time
0: it's it is i'm actually like obviously they're division rivals so as you would yes. be for like the jets are, or the bills like i am for the eagles i'm like this is great yeah. for me but as a as a unbiased analyst of the game of the game i love uh, professional football this is quite a this has been quite the drop off like there is talent on this team like jalen hurts you got your aj browns uh Devonta Smith's and you mentioned Jason Kelsey on the offensive line that should be a strong Mm -hmm. offensive line the defense is young Mm -hmm. but they are just off and really I think the thing that's really exposed them is that the one weakness that they have is their defensive backs on Philly they do not have a strong defensive back and you're going up Uh, against a Mike Evans you're going up against a uh, uh Chris Godwin Chris Godwin you know uh there's some good receivers on this Tampa Bay squad. And if and if we see a bit of playoff Baker, like playoff Baker Mayfield, I think this could be a world of trouble here for Philly if they don't figure this yeah. out. And like what you mentioned, Jalen Hurts is not thrown in practice. He hasn't thrown since the Giants game uh, in the first half of the Giants game. And he has that issue with his finger. And we've seen before, I know Hurts went to the Super Bowl r- last year, and and that was a very good football team from Philadelphia. They almost won it over the chiefs. Yeah. Um, but you also have to remember a year earlier, the other Jalen hurts performance in the playoffs where it just seemed like he was not that guy. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's going to revert back to that. He's going to regress. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be honest. If, if Hurts wasn't on the Eagles, I would actually probably love this guy. and want to see him succeed, (laughs) but he's on the Eagles. So, you know, you have to, you have to hate him. Exactly. But this is how it is. That's just how it is. That's how sports work. Yeah. just, so it it's is. it's friendly so,
1: competition that's what it is it's um, friendly competition that you want this guy to to lose his head yeah
0: it's exactly fine. <laughs> um see you understand you get me i get uh, it yeah you understand um but i do think tampa's gonna win i uh i think this is a a strong matchup for them yeah and a, and a reeling philly team that it just does not seem like they're figuring it out and plus i will in in, in Invoke the name of a former Patriots staff member in Matt Patricia, who is uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Oh. He's uh, It sounds like he's essentially the de facto defensive coordinator, if not the defensive play caller. And uh, we've seen how that is working so far as well in Philly. And so uh, I look at all of that, and I think the Bucks are going to beat the Eagles here. Uh, if, I'll, even,
1: I'll even give you a score. Ooh, I like it. I'll even give you a score, 17-13 i said it's gonna be close nice gonna be a low scoring game like i love i've always had a soft spot for baker baker has been you know i felt he definitely got screwed over by the browns yes um definitely got screwed over by them panther situation i don't know what happened there had a you know nice little you know i don't even want to call it a cup of coffee it's you know, he had like an espresso shot with the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Um, it certainly
0: was an espresso shot that first game as well when he joined the Rams. Yes.
1: And then gambled on himself with the Bucks, signed a one year contract and lit it up. And I think the Bucks are gonna he's gonna have a he's gonna have a good game. He's gonna do just what it, just enough for them to win, which is what you ask for a guy like Baker Mayfield.
0: Yes, for sure. Uh so I think we're both in agreement. We we like the Bucks here over the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go wow. to the Rams and the Lions. Uh, this is in a very interesting matchup because you got a, a a great coach in Sean McVay and a great coach in Dan. Mc, uh, I was Dan just Campbell. gonna say, put some respect on that man's name. Yeah, I think I think he's really started to uh, ascend my coach rankings here. I love Dan. I know you love Dan Campbell as well. We 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 love ourselves some Dan Campbell. We love um, us some kneecaps. Exactly. We we love biting some kneecaps, um, but uh, this is going to be interesting in the case of the Rams, because I think that they overperformed a little bit this year, uh, similar to kind of the Seahawks last year where, yeah, they've got a good coach in McVay and uh, Stafford came back and they've got a Cooper cup who was kind of, he, he was injured for a bit, but really the escalation of Kyron Williams at running back and Puka Nakua at receiver. Uh, diamond in the rough those two yeah the thing with this ram squad is that and i think it kind of goes under the radar is they can find some guys later in drafts where they've had to because they got rid of a bunch of their first and seconds and third round Mm -hmm. picks to go all in on that one super bowl run um but they have the staff in place to really find as you mentioned some diamonds in the rough and it's led to them finding a kyron williams and a puka nakua and going out on defense and having people around aaron donald you know, like it's not a great defense, but it's better than you, what you would expect with this defense.
1: Whenever so. you have a guy like Aaron Donald, you always got to got to give them give them that. You know? Exactly.
0: No, exactly. And so, so. this this Rams team uh, could be a fun watch. Now, of course, the Lions, this is probably one of the best seasons in Lions history. Is that fair of me to say? And they haven't even gotten to pass it's, the first round.
1: Like, the best season like, in Lions history. Like.
0: like I know there's some Barry Sanders seasons that carried them in the nineties and whatnot, but in terms of overall football teams of the Detroit lions, like I think this, this is, is one of their strongest teams from both sides of the ball. Like, uh, like, I mean, you could go back and talk about Matthew Stafford with Calvin Johnson and, and whatnot, but, and there were some good defensive players. You got your Indomitian sues during that time for the lions, but, yeah. Darius Slay was there for, yeah.
1: for a bit, you know? Yeah. They had some good players. Steven Tulloch is a guy that nice. I always think about. Yeah. 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 good I
0: haven't heard in a while. No, I like that. I like that callback. Yeah. But in terms of overall talent on this lion squad, especially on the offensive side of the ball, I think this is a overall most talented lion squad I've seen from them in quite a while from the coaching staff to the offense, especially like you got your Amon Ross St. Browns. You got, uh, Jared Goff has been much better than I think people were expecting. He's really <laughs> uh, helped define himself. You got a two headed monster in the backfield, Jameer Gibbs and uh, Devin Mon- Montgomery. And uh, you know, this is, this is a strong team, you know, yeah. and this is a team that on paper could make a deep run if everything goes well. So, but you also have to factor in, it is the Detroit lions. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, it's, but yeah. it's the Detroit lions, Right. And I know Dan Campbell has gone in there and put in an, a, a, a a different philosophy for this crew and and has and has really changed things up for uh, the Lions squad. But at the end of the day, you that will always be in the back of your head. And Dan Campbell, we've seen it all season long. He loves being aggressive. And uh, we, we saw it even in the Cowboys game when uh, when uh, Dan Hooker reported. I will admit that as a Cowboys fan, he absolutely did report it. Um, we got away with one on that one, but mm. uh, you know he's aggressive. Could, will that backfire on him on this Lions squad during the playoffs? We'll see. So I think this could be a really fun matchup between the Lions and the Rams.
1: It's gonna be a great matchup. Um, just Jared Goff's having a had a great year. Amon Ross St. Brown has, has having another good year. Should have been a Pro Bowler. I don't know why. That Shocked didn't happen. that he's
0: not a Pro Bowler. That really surprised me.
1: Uh, another shock on that offense, Uh, Sam Laporta. Yes.
0: Injured. Great season. Injured now, I believe. Yeah. So he got injured in the final game of the year, but, but he was also like a revelation, the rookie tight end out of Iowa. He made the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. That doesn't happen as often as you think it does. Mm -hmm. Um, I should mention here, he is optimistic. He will be ready to play for the wild card, but he did get mm -hmm. injured.
2: So
1: yeah, I just want to throw that Uh, out there.
0: Just this is, and
1: then, you know, just it's the Stafford returns, the prodigal son returns. Yep. Stafford had a l- lot of great personal success with the lions with Megatron. Unfortunately didn't have playoff success or team success, hmm. Um, which is really, it, it sucks. Like I've always been a fan of Matt Stafford. I don't know about you, but it's kind of hard to always hate a guy. Like it's kind of hard to hate a guy like that. I understand if you're a Vikings Packers or bears fan, um, but everyone else, it's kind of hard to hate that guy. So for him to go, go to LA, win a super bowl, it's, it's great. Then last season kind of dealt with some injuries and he's back. Um, had a diamond in the rough, like we said, because there's no other way to put it in Puka Nakua, just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. BYU fifth round pick. Uh, you know what? Les Snead put on, you know, F them picks. Yep. And everyone, everyone was like, Oh my God, how, how are the Rams going to do this? How are they? How, 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 just how this guy is obviously probably one of the better GMs in the NFL for the fact that he found two late round studs in Puka Nakua and, uh, I forget his first name. Williams, the running back. Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Thank you. Um, Two studs in those guys, and then Cooper Cup was, I think, a third round pick at the time. Yep. So that's three studs that are your focal points on your offense. So this guy just knows how to draft. Doesn't need he? Doesn't need top picks because f them picks.
2: (laughs) That's right. And
1: I know I know the Lions are the Lions, and I love the Lions. Um, but they need one more year, one more year. So I'm going with the Rams Mm -hmm. in this game. All right. I like it. I like yeah. it. I love the lions. I love the lions, but they just need one more year. One more year.
0: I am going to pick the lions. I think they will put mm. it together. I think they're motivated to go out there and win. Uh, I'm really excited to see how they do in this playoff win or lose. Um, because I think they've got a, a, a system in there, uh, stability that they've been longing for, for a long time. Uh, it's finally there. And so, yeah. uh, I think the first step in that will to, be a Lions win. To to, to just say, I am cheering for the Lions. Yep.
1: I just don't think they're going to win.
0: That's totally where fair. I'm at. Totally That's fair.
1: That's where
0: I'm at. Speaking of teams you're not cheering for, Dallas Cowboys. Taking on the Green Can Bay Can I just say my pick now? I, well, well, before let me set it up here. Let me set <laughs> it up <laughs> here, and then I'll, I'll let you give your pick. All right. I uh, I got a lot to say about this, but uh, oh, yeah, I know yes, you do. I, I know you. Hey, look, I gave you I gave you the floor for the Patriots. Let me have my I know. Have no, my I'm moment. Just, I'm
1: dragging um, on you, bud. but
0: uh, but uh, Mike McCarthy's return uh, against Green Bay uh, a little bit of a storyline there. Um, you know, Green Bay was able to sneak in and. And they were on a nice little streak there. Jordan Love appears to be the next great Packers quarterback. The way that he was playing, it might—I might, might be—I just got a look as soon as I said that, but maybe—maybe maybe not. <laughs> according to everybody, like he certainly played well over the last couple of games, and it, ser- it looks like they found another quarterback that they're going to rely on for the next couple of years. Um, I think that may be the better way to put it. Um, but uh, this will be an interesting matchup here, Mike. I want to hear your thoughts before I uh, before I pour my heart out on this game.
1: Yeah, and geez, I wonder who he's going to pick. Um, no, talking about Jordan Love, like he can't say he's going to be the next great quarterback when he follows two guys that great football players, probably not the greatest human beings, but that's another, that's a whole yes. totally other conversation <laughs> to have. Yes. To follow guys like Favre and Rodgers, like you cannot put, people can't say that, oh, Jordan Love got into the playoffs, he's going to be amazing. No, he's, he can't say that. He looks like he's going to be dependable. You know, so that's, that's what they, that's what he is. He's going to be the next dependable Green Bay Packers quarterback. And Matt LaFleur, I think is a great coach. Matt LaFleur, I think is going to be in Green Bay for a long time. Like I'm talking about over a decade is what I'm thinking with Jordan Love at the quarterback position the entire time. Those two are going to have a nice little duo and guys like Watson and Dobbs. Are gonna have are gonna be two good weapons, and they got two young tight ends over there that I think are gonna be nice complementary to the pass game. The O line, David Bakhtiari is probably gonna retire this off season, but they have a, a bunch of other guys on that line that I think are just as good. You know um, that defense, Jerry Alexander. Alexander had some drama at the at the end of the season. Uh, you know, just who knows if he'll be on the team. There's some rumors that he might get traded or just straight up released Um, the rest of that defense is solid you got uh, Preston Smith who I think is an underrated pass rusher in this game Um, Kenny Clark is an underrated defensive tackle Uh, just like that defense I think that defense can stop the Cowboys and it mainly is going to come down to Alexander needs to follow Lamb and shut him down. You got to shut down Lamb because Pollard hasn't really been producing in the last few weeks. Dak, Dak has other weapons, and he can, he'll find them. I but you got to shut down his best weapon, and that is Lamb. And If you shut him down, yeah, Dak's still probably going to get some yards on you, ya, but it, it, it's going to be one of those situations where he'll get yards, but then it will stall at one point because he wants to find land and he will keep trying to throw to him. But as long as they lock him down, it obviously just keep at least being incomplete. Um, the But this is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game. I think this could be probably the best game in the Wild Card weekend. Like um, it. So I think everyone knows who I'm going to pick. I'm obviously picking the Packers because there's two teams that I could never bring myself to picking even if they're playing against each other, I choose to just not make a pick is the giants and Cowboys. So I just never pick them because I don't like them. And that's that simple, but I think I'm making some good points for the Packers. I'm not just picking them because of the Packers. So anyways, let's let the Cowboy fan have the floor. I will be taking my headphones. off.
0: (laughs) This has to be the year for the Cowboys to finally get past the divisional round. I just want the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, at least. Obviously, Super Bowl, that'd be great. That'd be awesome, actually. But, oh, please, I I cannot do another divisional round exit. And, you know, they played great this year. There were some games that weren't as great. You know, I think back to the 49ers game, which sucked to watch uh, for the Cowboys as a Cowboys fan and some other games as well that were closer than I would have liked. But you know what? This was a strong team this year, a very strong team, another 12 and four, 12 and five win team. Uh, And look, I I saw your little Instagram message. You sent me about uh, Bill Belichick and rumors that if McCarthy doesn't go far enough that the Cowboys might bring in Bill Belichick. Let me tell you something here. I'm tired of this Mike McCarthy disrespect. Okay. Tell me other coaches That when they go twelve and four each of the past couple of years, where they're in position where they're going to be fired after another twelve and four season. Tell me another one. Comes that's what comes with the territory. No, no, I I can't accept that anymore. I can't accept that anymore. You go
1: twelve and four as a Jaguars head coach. You're the greatest head coach in the franchise history. You go twelve and four as a Cowboys head
0: coach. Who goes and what else? Look, man, I dealt with a decade of Jason Garrett. I will gladly take a couple (laughs) years of 12-4 and and at least we could get to a divisional round with this guy. Okay. Yeah. So let me say this. Okay. I am nervous about this Packers game. I am. (laughs) I am nervous. It is, it is, it is because of the PTSD I have suffered from the two Packers playoff games in 2014 when Dez caught the ball and 2016 with the last minute field goal. Uh, to win the game after that Aaron Rodgers dime to the side, the edge uh, side to the sideline with a young Dak Prescott and a young Ezekiel Elliott. I remember all those games. I still remember them uh, with not great fondness. And I would like to think that this game is a test for Dallas to move from the sins of the past and embark on a new journey and, and, you know, you do make some good points there, Mike. There are, this is the youngest team in the NFL, I believe, the Green Bay Packers, if not one of the youngest teams in the NFL. There are some good pieces here. Jordan Love is obviously developing. Their receivers look good. Another receiver I want to mention is Jaden Reed. Uh, he's looked really good for the Packers as well. Um, great return, man. Great return, man. And again, some good pieces on the defense. But there's one key thing about this defense that you have overlooked that will be a weakness, and that is their defensive coordinator, Joe Barry the the, the defensive coordinator that Packers fans all across have been calling for the heads of and want gone. And this will be a big game for him to step up because let me tell you, I think this defense for Dallas will overwhelm this, this Packers offense. I think this is a strong enough defense to do that with Dan Quinn. You got your Micah mm-hmm. Parsons and obviously depending on how Stefan Gilmore is going to feel his, with his injury, if he's going to play, I feel like he is going to play, but you still got a Deron bland who is a ball Hawk who can, Go out there and make a, a big time play. Micah Parsons, obviously you look at that, that defensive line as well. That's just beastly for this Dallas Cowboys squad. And you mentioned it with the offense. Dak has weapons. Dak has played well this year. Um, he at one point got himself in the MVP conversation. And so got himself a pro Bowl out of it. Tony Pollard, not as good as, as I would have hoped for this year, still a thousand yard rusher, but mm-hmm. you would have hoped for more with uh, Pollard this year. Um, God, I hope they win. I don't know if I can't. <laughs> I don't know if I could take another divisional round exit. Well, I don't know if I could take a wild card exit, let alone a divisional round oh, exit.
2: Yeah, um,
1: if, you, if you're saying you can't take a divisional round, how are you going to feel about a wild card exit if that happens? I
0: know. This is the Especially year to do it. I know. Especially in Dallas. I know. Oh, I'm aware. I am aware. Um, um I will say this. if there, This is the year for Dallas to make some moves and get past the divisional round. The path is clear the way the Eagles are playing the way that they won the division and they have the home games. They have not lost a game at home in 19 games uh, into the playoffs as well. And uh, these are teams that I think Dallas could beat. Do mm-hmm. I think they could beat San Francisco? I do not. I Cause I saw it. I, I so think San Francisco, someone
1: else beats San Francisco. Exactly, that you're see,
0: you're getting it. Uh, if they face San Francisco in the NFC Championship, if they go to the NFC Championship, please, I hope to God they go to the NFC Championship. <laughs> uh, then it'd be tough. But uh, in, in terms of this game at hand right now, Mike, I am picking the Cowboys. They have this is this is a team they have to beat. They have to beat. But I'm also well aware in the back of my head of years past of early exits and divisional round exits and this team is so good and then all of a sudden they just can't get past that second round but i hope i really hope mike this is the year that they can at least get to an nfc championship game because this is probably the last year of dan quinn i do not buy for a second mike mccarthy is going to lose his job not for a second um i think he's done a better than I thought job in terms of taking over the offense and maximizing Dak and the weapons that he has and that offensive line when they're all healthy, it's a great offensive line. Just, you know, don't put in the backup offensive lineman when you can, that'd be great. (laughs) Um, This is a team that's built that can go far, I think, but they have to show it this year. I am well aware as a Cowboys fan, they have not shown it in years past and it is hanging over my head as we head into this playoff series. So go Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's freaking go. I thought, about,
1: I thought about saying let's go, Cowboys, but I can't bring myself to say it, no. even though I technically already said it. Yeah. Go pack go, baby. You know.
0: You, you, um, you son of a I just you you you're unbelievable. You're unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable.
1: Uh have, maybe. there's no way you'll ever get me on your side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I'm aware. I will try though. I will try. <laughs> That's so why I continue to have you back on. Uh, before we head out, Super Bowl picks. I want the two finalists. I want uh, your winner. And if you have any hot takes in terms of teams that you think are going to go further than you'd expect, I will also accept those. Oh,
2: pick my. Oh my God! Um, Putting
0: you on the spot right now. You know what? You're gonna put you're gonna put the heat on me for picking the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm gonna put the heat right back on you. This is this is what I do on my show. What team? What team has the buy? The Ravens and the and the Niners, eh? That's yeah. right. Uh, do you believe in the color conspiracy? Have oh. you seen that conspiracy? Where a guy a guy I work with has been going on and on about that. <laughs> like, oh my god! I don't.
1: You know what? Like two years in a row. Okay, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't go.
0: If it goes three years in a row, then I'll start believing in it. Right. Because right now um, the colors indicate Ravens and uh, Niners. That's what the colors indicate. Hey. Right? Rematch of the Harbaugh Bowl. That's right, just without um, the Harbaugh. <laughs> just without without one of them. Yeah. Well, the other one.
1: Well, without one of them. Yes, cool. Jim Harbaugh. Yes, one of them did something pretty cool for Michigan. That's right. Um, this is such a weird playoff. It is, isn't it? I got I got a hot take for you. I think the Texans are going to go pretty far.
0: You think? Are you thinking like AFC I know you can tip
1: them? Right. I'm not saying a- uh, I, I mean, I guess I am. <laughs> I'm picking them to go to all the way to the AFC championship game.
0: I like it. It's I like something that. About mix.
1: C- something about CJ Stroud, man. This, this guy's got the, we were talking about the if factor when it came to the, who has it and who doesn't. CJ Stroud's got it. Now he'll have more of it when tank Dell comes back next year. And he will you know, but guys like Noah Brown, who I think is hurt. I don't know yes. if he'll be playing. Uh, He
0: is. I believe he's hurt. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nico Collins been balling out the last couple weeks, and uh, Singletary's kind of taken over that running back one position, Um, and like Will Anderson Jr. starting to finally find his footing and has been like almost dominant on that edge for the last couple weeks. Um, Texans are going to make a little bit of a run
2: here. I like it. Um, That'd be quite the run. I I, just, I I would love to see it. But I'm just. Because right. there are the inconsistencies.
0: Am I picking, with am I, uh,
1: am I picking the bills to go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. Are you
0: picking the bills to go to the Super Bowl? I think I'm picking the bills to go to the Super Bowl. All right. Who are they facing? They're. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> putting you on the spot here.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, my God. I think <laughs> I'm looking at the.
0: I, I love it. You know I got what? you. I got you scrambling. You got I, you're me. like Lamar Jackson right now. You're scrambling out of the pocket. You're trying to make a play happen. You got me.
1: You know what? I think that defense. I'm going Brown. Uh, the Bills, Ravens, and for the AFC championship. No, that's AFC. Yeah. Right. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my God. I don't know my divisions. Well, you
0: know, know what. I'll let you I'll let you figure it out. i have let you scramble on enough. I will uh, give you some blindside protection here. Uh, Thank you. So I think it's going to be Niners uh, for the NFC. I think on the AFC side, it's going to be the Bills. Um, I think this is their path this year uh, in yeah. terms of making it through. I, um, I, if all things click, uh, I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs year this year. And I'm going to pick the Niners to win the Super Bowl this year. That is my pick. I think that Niners team just looks so good right now on both ends of the ball, and they've got the coaching. It's literally
1: theirs to lose.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know,
1: it's like, and you know what? I was trying to not take a dark horse, but I was trying to maybe, why does Bill's Niners just make the most sense? It just makes sense, right? Because I'm looking at these teams, man. Like, okay, I love the Lions. Yep. I already, I picked them not to win. Mm-hmm. Rams, I don't think can make it out of the wild card weekend. They'll just make it out. Yep. Browns are not even going to come close. Texans I picked are going to make a quick or cute little run. They're not going to make it. Dolphins, I think, will lose this week. Chiefs are not the same, not the same Chiefs as they used to be. Steelers, uh. <laughs> yes. Bills are still kind of, uh, who knows what we're gonna get? Right. Packers. I'm hoping they beat the Cowboys, but they will probably lose next week. Herful, Cowboys sure. are the Cowboys. Who knows what happens there?
0: Also hurtful, but
1: sure. Eagles are not the same Eagles. Who knows what happens with them? Agree and with the that. Bucks are not going to win next week. No. So who else is there? Bills, Niners. Yeah. With the Niners winning, feel like it's the Niners' path. I'm just. I hate to agree with you, and like I know <laughs> that was your pick, but yeah. That That's seems too that, now.
0: that just seems like and I I just I don't have faith in the Ravens to make a deep run I just don't uh we've seen it in years past with Lamar Jackson and uh I love John Harbaugh. I love John Harbaugh as a coach I lo- I know you're not a John Harbaugh guy I love him I think he's a great coach um but I I also have just have some questions there Here's my hot one and it's kind of similar to your Texans one, but I'm flipping it. I actually think the Browns can make a deep run (laughs) only because I think Flacco could turn back the clock and he's really established some chemistry with this Browns offense. And that defense is, I don't think people understand just how good that defense is. No, that defense is very good. It's an elite defense. And you know what they say? Defense wins championships. Um, I think, I think that defense could really make a run here. Um, And I could see it being a bills Browns AFC championship game. I really do. Wow. Um, I, I, I really like it. Uh I because again, I don't I don't see the Chiefs getting out of their ways. Um, I don't think the Dolphins will take that next step. Uh I think the Bills have will be able to figure out enough to get through some of their weaker opponents that they have on their schedule. Um, and so I think with the Browns, I think they'll have some more convincing victories. And I think they could really make a run here into the AFC championship. So um, but that is my pick. I'm picking the Niners. I I'm going to pick the Cowboys in the NFC championship because I need to hope for something, uh, in the NFC side. I think they will. I, I think if they're of all the years, this path seems much clearer to me for the Dallas Cowboys to reach the NFC championship and at least be competitive. I think this is the strongest Dallas team in the last couple of years. I think we could both agree on that, that this is probably yep. the strongest Dallas team. And so the excuses are minimal if they get at, out of the divisional round again this year, so yeah. we'll see how that goes. But uh, I guess that's our picks. I think we're both picking the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Both picking the Niners to to win. And with that, uh, that's going to wrap things up on this edition of Gibby's Football Podcast. It's good to be back. Uh, we'll probably see you back either before or after the Super Bowl. We'll see. Uh, we who knows? Do, we will do a
1: live episode if the Bills and Niners are playing.
0: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right here, right now. If the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, knock on wood. If the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, I will do a live watch a lot, and people can <laughs> get my reaction as it's happening. I'm I, sure it'd be very entertaining for folks to hear me break down or have ju- feats of joy or whatever. Right? I if if. That happens, I will join you with that. Oh, I love it. I will get a whole cast of it characters. Happen. <laughs> let me believe, Mike. Let me believe. <laughs> let me you'll believe. Also,
1: if if that happens too, you'll also get a surprise appearance from my father. Oh, beauty. Because I'm going I'm going down to Montreal to watch Super Bowl with him. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. There yeah. you go. See? You never know who's gonna make the run in here on Gibby's football podcast. Uh, <laughs> so but uh, that is definitely good. like if the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, I will do a watch a lot of some sort, and you can all w- witness me either have one of the greatest moments of my life or absolutely or the crumble. Most moment of yeah. his life, yeah, and it will be captured in either audio, video, or both. So uh, it will happen. It'll be an audio book that you can get on Amazon. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you can get it uh, free with your Amazon Kindle. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's something I'm going to put out there. But uh, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Uh, yeah, man. it's, uh, it's always fun chatting football with you. And I, and I know, uh, we, I always enjoy the chats with you offline when we're not doing stuff like this, where we're just going back and forth on, uh, when we're just shooting the shit about football. Yeah, man. exactly. I love it. It's great. And, uh, and, uh, I hope this will be a fun playoff. I'm ex- looking forward to super wildcard weekend. I got nothing on the docket. So I'm probably just gonna be sitting around watching football and,
1: uh, Yeah, if I'm being honest, my girlfriend's working all weekend. So what do you think I'm
0: doing? Oh, there you go. You're watching football as well. (laughs) I think all of us will be watching football on Super Wildcard weekend. So looking forward to that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of Givy's Football Podcast. We'll see you when you see you. uh, But until then, we'll see you next time.